a big gap. <laughs> there was a big gap between two and one. <laughs> what, that not in my oh, not in no. my reality. Oh God. Well, I'll see. Not what I can in do. my reality. Can we do one more count? I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, okay. Five, Five four, three, two, one. Okay. Blast off. Yeah. In that first one, it was you. You. You did this in my view. Two. One. <laughs> so, no, 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 something's wrong. Something's very Ooh, wrong. Spooky. Spooky. The temporal anomaly. The chronotons. Oh, my goodness. So, no. Season three, episode 21. Before and after. Here's a personal question. Do you think you're the before or after of this friendship? <laughs> well, we were just... <laughs> Just before, um, just before we started recording, we were talking about how I have gray hairs and you don't, which is I'm young and sprightly. Yeah, because you're a whole four years younger than I am. Uh, I'm a widow, tiny baby. <laughs> um, but that would imply that I'm the uh, the after, right? Because I'm older. Oh, is this like a before and after? Like, um... it's open to interpretation. <laughs> it's an open-ended question. That's the point. It's a podcast. <laughs> I really hate podcasts that are like actors who need to be serious. I unfortunately oh. <laughs> stumbled across one this this week and I was like, I can't listen to this. It was like one of my fave pods and they just had someone who was like, I'm on a spiritual journey. And I was like, Mm-mm, oh, no, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, I am definitely, you know, still here. <laughs> um, yeah, we're... Um... <laughs> For my brief chat before we started recording, I'm not sure either of us is uh, at the we're at doing quite the right great. energy level for this. We're doing great. Hey, I'm gonna maybe do my makeup halfway through this if I get great. bored. So great. you know, I thought Although, you were. Are you not already wearing makeup? Yeah, but I brought my little. I brought my little eye palette down okay. and my eyeliner. Okay. I have to. I have to impress the dentist today. Oh, uh, that's right. You're going to the dentist. I today. have to impress my second meeting with my new dentist. And, you know, I wore a nice jumpsuit. I'm wearing some nice shoes. Honestly, it is the only, it is the only, like, interaction with a person where you are laid out in your entirety. (laughs) Just like the first meeting. I was like, I can't wear my garbage shoes that I walk up to the allotment with. I, my shoes are falling apart is what I'm saying. (laughs) All of my shoes, every single shoe I own. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm wearing nice shoes. Okay. Anyway, um, (laughs) I guess I've never. No, I have thought about this. That's a lie. I always worry about my shoes being muddy when I go to this because I walk everywhere and it's. Uh I live in Wales, so and I've always worry about that. I'm always like, I don't want to get mud all over there, like medical equipment. The dentist I go to, the the treatment rooms are so small. I think it's because it's in the city center, so like the, mm. you know, real estate and whatever. My dentist used to be um, <laughs> upstairs from Wow Bar, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> that's exciting. Although that's not where Wow Bar is, is anymore. anymore, and also the dentist has moved. But uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed when I had to go to the dentist, I had to go to the door between Wow Bar and Wow Deli. Remember Wow Deli? I loved Wow Deli. I with did their too. Giant sandwiches. The biggest sandwiches you they have were ever like, seen. What's a carb? I'll show you what a carb is. <laughs> um, this is a fun kind of specific conversation about how. Uh, uh, I, I mean, is is this business model a thing that exists anywhere else that a gay bar is like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to open a deli next door. 
a deli. Um, it was fantastic, though. I was so sad when it closed. I used to go there um, on my lunch break at work <laughs> to get your to get your various cured meats <laughs> to have a sandwich uh, under photos of drag queens in a oh. leopard print chair. <laughs> Not leopard print, zebra print. Anyway. Opulence. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyway, um, the doctor has hair. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, my first line of my notes is the doctor got plugs. But we yeah, should save that truly. for wigs. Oh boy, wow. are we going to have some wigs wigs for we this We are going to have some episode. wigs. Do you want to do wigs up the top? No. No. Uh, we got to <laughs> do it at the end. Um, they're in sick bay and Kess is a grandma and she's old like us. <laughs> um, uh, my, the world is my emergency contact. I'm Sam Hickman. And if this experience has taught me anything, it's that there's no time like the present. Cat Deerfield. Goodness. And this is... Tired Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager. Women talking about Star Trek Voyager. It's Cat and it's Sam. They are two friends. Women talking about Star Trek Yeah, but don't tell the audience that. Energy. You... Energy. My chair is making so much noise, but I can't. I don't have another. We've... Uh, the two... Anyway. anyway. The two office chairs have swapped locations in my house. My husband is currently working on the other one. I can't make him swap right now, and I've just now noticed this. So this chair makes a lot of noise. Also... You can always buy a new office chair. I don't think we need a third office chair. <laughs> What's wrong with your office chairs? Nothing's wrong with either of them, except and this, this makes this is noise. our opening oh. tangent, <laughs> office chairs. My God. Also, I have to apologize to everyone. In the last episode, there was a lot of echo on my recording, and I don't know why I... Well, I mean, I do know why. It's because there was a table in front of me, but there's usually a table in front of me, and it was particularly bad in the last episode, and I don't know why. <laughs> Were you far away from your table? Were you far away from the microphone? I actually can't remember, but maybe I was further away from the microphone than usual, because I was sitting in a different position, mm. um, which is why I've gone back to my normal uh, uh, setup. Fascinating. I'm trying to get on my vocal fry out this morning. Ah! Kardashian. Anyway, uh, this child has finished making her birthday present. It's Andrew, her grandson. Um, do you think you'll ever have grandchildren? No. You? <laughs> Maybe. You never know. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Um, she's like, uh, I don't know you, and I'm like, Wow, Cass, that's homophobic. Um, <laughs> what? And she's like, I don't know you, but she does know the Dr. Van Gogh. Um, yeah, Dr. And- Van Gogh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. And Kess is doing her best Mariah Carey impression. She's like, I don't I don't know her. <laughs> she's she's talking all about the biotemporal the biotemporal chamber of secrets. Um there, there we go. And uh, Chakotay is the captain now, and Kes has amnesia, and she's nine years old. And there's two, they're, they're like Chakotay, and I think 
the doctor are like in kissing distance this whole scene <laughs> and then Kess is cold which same except when I do my nightly rowing and new girl then I'm yeah. sweating <laughs> I use my rowing machine oh that yes my mom you got a rowing me. machine we I haven't talked it, about that on the podcast I use it every night before bed and I watch <laughs> new girl and I do my 21 minutes of rowing that's that's great at like 9 p.m. I'm sure my neighbor is um, <laughs> concerned <laughs> because I'm just like there, like laughing my little my little butt off, being like, "Oh, oh, I see you're laughing at New Girl, not at the experience of rowing." Maybe both are very funny, but I don't have a mirror in front of me, so. <laughs> um, Cass wakes up and and the 1980s Cass has had a baby in a photo she sees and she's like, um, <laughs> wait, so are all her children fast growing too? I think this solves the answer. Yes. She looks in the mirror and does exactly what I do every single day <laughs> where she's like, I'm old. <laughs> Um, and then and then she goes to see this woman in her room and she's like, I recognize Andrew and then and then and then her daughter is like is like you don't remember your daughter? Um and she's like, Go get your grandfather and we're like, Oh boy. Um and then it honestly maybe the worst acting they've ever given Kess to do. Like I liked when she was a top. <laughs> So in sick bay, um, <laughs> he's been expecting this, and it turns out Tom is the father. I'm dead. She she died. <laughs> it's too much. It's anyway, too what much. do you this think of Lawrence Cheney so winning Drag Race? We haven't done a we oh wow a, yeah a very 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 late in the game <laughs> review of something very topical months later. Um, it, honestly, I haven't thought about it since it happened. Um, I me neither. I I did really like Lawrence Cheney. I I felt like um. Uh, you know, uh, okay. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm just like a mess today. I I cannot. Anyway, it turns I, out sorry, Harry I, Kim is fucking Tom's daughter, and I <laughs> screamed. I did you not remember that. No. <laughs> I didn't remember anything about this episode except she's traveling back in time. Before we recorded, you said that you really liked this episode when you watched it before. How do yeah, you feel last about week, it now? I honestly loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the twists and turns. Kess as the inner saboteur of Voyager in time and space is <laughs> is canon. Um, I am... Um, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, Tom says she's the smartest person I know. Who is the smartest person you know? Vanella. Who's the smartest person you know? Unfortunately, it is me. <laughs> she gets the chills again and she wakes up and it's her ninth birthday and she blows out the candle. Gross. Um, Neelix is oh, security yeah. officer. Also I, sorry, yes. I meant to check this, but is does I am like plowing that... through this episode, so keep going. <laughs> also, there's a pretty bad delay uh, on here, I think. Uh, so, or I'm just being ignorant and rude. You are interrupting Have me. Have you thought about but, that? Uh, but there is also. I'm really a delay. trying to get the stars <laughs> back in when a problem comes along. You are filled with dread and worry. Give it some zazz. <laughs> I think Neelix says to Kess after she blows out the candles, good to see that lung is still working, <laughs> which I did not need. 
Um, yeah, gross. Ugh, blowing up birthday candles. <laughs> I didn't even think about For that. For my birthday, we all had a little cake and we all had a little candle to blow out and we That's all nice. made a wish. That's lovely. <laughs> anyway, um, so apparently they're still doing that in 3000 and late, which is interesting. Yeah, also, there's no way that was a tradition on Ocampa or whatever the planet was called. So, like, imagine just, I don't even like, think they had cake. Yeah, imagine being like, mm, you're going to do this thing now to someone from another planet. They're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> anyway. It's wild. Um, so, Andrew is Harry, Kim, and her daughter's child. And he is gay and loves cake. <laughs> he does love cake. Who among us is not gay and loves cake? (laughs) (laughs) Who among us? Cass Uh, talks to the doctor, um, and no one else remembers the things I do. Um, And I'm like, where's Janeway? Um, Do you think Cass seduced Tom with her mind? Question mark. Um, I it's honestly this is a my notes are as scattered as yeah my notes are a fucking episode. But have you ever lost anything? Um, yeah, I lose my headphones, like, every three minutes. Not this pair of headphones, but my in-ear headphones. Oh. Uh, have you ever lost anything? Um, anything that falls onto the floor from its, like, assigned place, gone forever. (laughs) Gone forever. It's later, and Tom comes in to see her in the darkness. And he's like, the year of hell, our fucking reality, am I right? Well, really... Um, yeah, but that's it's it's important to note that though because I although I did in my very like messy memory of seasons three and four of Voyager, I did remember that this episode was related to the Year of Hell concept, but um, I didn't quite remember and how it all fit together. What is that concept? I couldn't remember it. Well, we haven't seen it yet because it does still happen, or maybe uh. it doesn't. <laughs> but there's a two part episode early in season four. Um, okay. Called the Year of Hell, Part One and Two, uh, and which basically retells the events of the Cranham attack, uh, where the where the Cranham attack where Cass gets the lethal dose of radiation happens again in the in like mid early to mid season four, and so we watch the events of that happen again, but it all plays out differently because not only does this episode like. like basically this episode is like here's a whole bunch of version here's like a whole bunch of snapshots of one version of the future but then not only does Cass change all of those things but also like this whole storyline with Cass I'm getting way ahead of us here because this only will make sense after we talk about the the actual episodes of the year of hell like none none of this happens it's not just that the future that Cass sees doesn't happen none of this happens (laughs) Because they write Kess out of the show. The whole thing is redone with Seven. Kess ends up leaving for another reason, which is related to this, but also the whole thing becomes a paradox. Maybe I'm misremembering some of the details of this, but basically nothing that happened in this episode actually happened, and I hate that. (laughs) It bothers me so much, and it's very silly. It's very silly because it's all fiction, but for some reason I'm like, no, this isn't real, and I don't like it. (laughs) The whole thing isn't real. The whole thing isn't real. Why am I like this? Anyway, yeah, so so yeah, this is the introduction of the year of hell, uh, but we will be seeing much more, much more about that in season four. I just remember it being really long and then being like, and it was a dream. And it yeah. was like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. It's like so much, 
so much and and no nothing nothing <laughs> so much happens and then nothing happens which i feel like that that could be the name of this podcast <laughs> like, so much happens and nothing happens it could be the name of star trek voyager so much happens and nothing happens cat on star trek voyager it's not about the destination it's about the journey <laughs> and the journey is confusing <laughs> the journey is long and slow just like this episode this episode is very slow and tom says i got enough feelings for the both of us do you have enough feelings for anything um she's holding Andrew's <laughs> no baby okay. in a new <laughs> anything and tom and harry are like weird in this reality they're truly like they're truly like 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 uh, like i don't have a word for it but i will come up with a word for it at the end of it Mm-hmm. Sister wives, they're sister wives. They are sister wives. They are sister wives. In a wives. way. Yeah. Um, Cass lays out the details to the doctor and he's like, um, oh, he's truly like, we inoculated all the people from radiation. Is that how that works? <laughs> that's I a good question. I feel like that's not how that works. That's like, a good point. I feel like that's not how radiation as a concept no, works. No, I didn't think about that. Yeah, can you... Well, I guess, what does inoculation mean? Because I think of inoculation as meaning vaccination. Vaccine. Vaccine. Uh, Vaccine. <laughs> but I'm not, maybe inoculate has a broader meaning than that, in which case I guess you could just like any kind of protective. Because there's medicine you can take to protect you from radiation exposure. I know this because yeah. they distribute it to the people who live around nuclear plants. Ooh. <laughs> um, San Onofre. I think that got shut down at some point after I left. I think it was cracking. Anyway, um, wait, is that right? San Onofre? Sorry. Oh my God, this doesn't matter. I'm San Onofre. Put, put slip a sable under the tree <laughs> for me. Oh yeah, should we talk about R.I.P. Prince <laughs> On this week's episode, we are chaos. I'm going to cut out everything about I like yeah everything you've All ever my... said oh, it's God. just gonna be Sam Hickman's podcast now me talking to the <laughs> wall the literal wall there's something wrong with my ear and I'm like completely freaking I'm completely <laughs> you know, unraveling we're still recording I know I know I know I know Incredible. Okay. Anyway, Cass is going back in time. <laughs> if you could relive anything from your past, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> getting us promptly back on topic. <laughs> um, oh, if I could relive anything, what would I relive? Um, your own birth? Coming no. out of your mother's back sack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. I hate, I hate watching birth scenes. So Honestly, I loved it. I was like, if if there was a way that we could do this where I am giving birth via my backside. <laughs> Amazing. It Amazing. would make a lot of sense. <laughs> I I hate watching all birth scenes in TV. It's like the, the bane of my existence is how TV shows of the 90s. Oh, God. Okay. I don't know. You probably didn't hear that, Sam, but Fenella just I did. screamed. Loud. All right, I'm going to let her out of the room. The bane of Kat's existence is how TV shows of the 90s portrayed giving birth 
I didn't hear any of that, but the bane of your existence is that TV shows in the nineties just portrayed. like everything had to have a birth episode. Oh yeah, every every waking moment, every single female character on any television <laughs> show was truly giving birth or being pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't. It makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> it's how it's natural and beautiful. It's beautiful it's and what, natural. It's what back sacks were made for. <laughs> what back sex it's what back sex were made for natural it's what god intended yeah um it's adam and steve not adam and back (laughs) sex oh my god i feel like i have no content left in me i have so few notes i just feel like this could have been a montage like this episode could have been so much more interesting. Anyway, the doctor's like, Dr. Mozart, ew. Um, <laughs> if you had to name the the doctor after um, after a historic figure of literature or art or music, what would it be? Um, Dr. Schrodinger. I don't know why this is what popped into my head, but Dr. Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Just like, it's not... It's not funny. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like Dr. Mozart. I do like. Dr. Of... Stockholm. Dr. Stockholm. <laughs> I mean, it explains a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to Do- go see a different doctor? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hair Club for Men. Ooh. He's not just the president. He's also a customer. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I do really, really like about this episode is. Let me just How let these slow people it is. walk by my front window. Making oh, it doesn't noise. matter. Okay. Let um, the children scream. <laughs> um, I look forward to seeing just how loud that cat meowing in my room was on the recording. Well, I could hear it very clearly. Yeah, I, so I hope I think the, was pretty the girls loud. at home can hear it. Um, <sighs> she gets... she. <laughs> Rob has started a tradition with her where he gives her three treats every morning. And um, I gave her, I, he was busy this morning, so I gave her treats and four fell out and I just was like, yeah, you can have four. And I came back later and she'd only eaten three. <laughs> She's so weird. Yeah, she was being good. She can count. And, she thought it was uh, a test. God, she's so weird. Um, she's going to learn your phone number and then <laughs> she's going to learn your credit card details. I'd watch out for that cat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, right. Uh, what was I saying? Oh my God. (sighs) What was I saying? Um, uh, oh, right. Sorry. What I like. This is where I'd usually chime in, but I'm doing my eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) What I liked about. We're so disrespectful of our, of our audience's time. I honestly, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, I'm not. I, um. I liked in this episode that uh, all of, although this episode focused on Cass and the Doctor and to a lesser extent Tom and Harry, uh, there were some really great character moments for Tuvok, Boana. I mean, the Doctor was in this episode a lot, but there, there was some, it was some wonderful character moments for him because at each turn he's just like more self-satisfied with his own ingenuity, which is very, you know, very accurate. At every time we see Tuvok, he's just being. Uh, 
archly rude about Neelix, which is great. I always enjoy seeing that. And um, Some things never change. But my favorite thing, it hasn't happened yet, but my favorite thing in this episode is every time the doctor says something about how great he is in front of Bolana, she does great. She like rolls She has eyes. great reactions. <laughs> she and Janeway exchange a look in one of those instances. It's really delightful. This episode is worth it just for, just for, it's like, I would, I mean, it would only be 10 seconds, but if you just showed me the Tuvok interplay with Neelix and the Bolana interplay with the Doctor bits of this episode, I'd be like, 10 out of 10, best episode of Voyager. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> episode we've ever had. Uh, um, she time. jumps back again, she's giving birth or whatever, and Voyager's under attack, and it's the year of hell, and Neelix successfully relays any form of information. <laughs> um, and she's like in trouble and Tom and Bolana are, are oh and then she jumps again and she's in the holodeck and Tom and Bolana are back in action and she's like you must be Bolana um, and they laugh <laughs> have you ever said anything dumb that people thought was a joke oh I'm sure many times but I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head what about you uh, my whole fucking life um, my whole <laughs> my whole life um <laughs> Wow, Kes kills uh, both the captain and Balana, which is incredible. She truly, like, she had the information and she withheld it as soon as she got on the bridge. She gets on the bridge while they're under attack and then is like, let me keep this information quiet until both Janeway well, and Balana are to. blasted. Nope, she had it. She Did you see how quickly, did you see how quickly she had the information Right after they were killed. Oh, no, she came on and tried to talk to Janeway. No. Oh, all right. She <laughs> killed Janeway and Balana. Uh, and that's on her hands. A hot take from Sam. And then Tom tries to yell Balana back to life. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> a himbo with a cause. Um <laughs> Uh, Kess says exactly what they need um, but like after she successfully killed the only smart people on the crew who could help her um, it's very dark it's a very dark episode it is um, It is. anyway Kess uh, goes to meet the torpedo um, have you ever been sexually torpedoed? <laughs> um I'm embarrassed. Ask me what it is. I wrote down what that is. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'm ashamed to admit I don't know what that means. What does that mean? When they shoot it right at you, all from a distance, often underwater. <laughs> <laughs> pew 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 pew. Uh, have you ever been sexually torpedoed? A lady never tells, <laughs> but luckily I'm no lady. <laughs> Um, Cass loves crawling through radioactive vents without any protective gear. And she's like coughing a little. She has a yes. little cough. She's like, <laughs> also, we learned from this episode that radiation is a fine mist. <laughs> that's what radiation is. <laughs> that's, that's what radiation is, folks. That's what Aaron Brockovich was about a fine mist. <laughs> Uh, Kess jumps again, and ta-da, she has the temporal variance. Um, they're in the boardroom, and they um, are getting to the bottom of it, and uh, Kess tells the captain to avoid the Kremlin, or whatever, the Kremlin. <laughs> um, and they're in sickbay, and they try anti-chronotons, um, and I guess they're going backwards in time, or whatever, I don't know. 
Uh, oh wait no this was my <laughs> this was my astute observation oh, yes, i guess please. if you're going backwards in time you don't really need to like care about the timeline yes yes i see because yeah yeah it doesn't really matter doesn't so matter. she's just like yeah. let me tell you everything that happens yeah yeah because it's it's just like i think i think you can read this as like kes is resigning herself to probably destroying that version of the future Mm. Which is rough because, like, she has a kid and a grandkid and probably... Yeah, but it's via Tom and Harry Kim, so it's like, you know. <laughs> I know. Can we, like, oh, God, just the we'll idea... We'll have a full discussion okay. about this at the end. <laughs> okay. all right, all right. Let's get Those through this. Those two dick brothers. <laughs> what are they called? We have to find out. Anyway, um... Dick brothers? <laughs> dick, dick brothers, you know. Um... Anyway, um, it would have to be something to do with, like, family tree um, or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, Kes is in the mess hall when she first meets Janeway, and then she's picking cabbage before dinner, and a murderer comes. But it's her father, whom whom's face I would sit on. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then she's a baby. Um <laughs> I love uh, when televisions do the baby, get the, get the, uh, wait, what? <laughs> baby out the back television scene. Oh, I'd love to do. And then she's an embryo and then she's nothing. And then she's moving forward and then she's born. And it's like, one day she'll see the sun and it's working. They did it or whatever. And then in this wrap up scene, there is a man in between Neelix and Chakotay, Neelix and Tuvok that is wearing a Speedo. And I was very distracted. <laughs> I'm showing you the photo. I missed that. Send it to me um, for, for the social media. And I'm like, who is he? And the gang is like, come on, tell us the future. And then he's like, she's like, I'm going to go do my report. There's no time like the present. So I guess throughout this whole thing, Kess learned to really live in the moment. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a lesson for us all. I've just noticed you've got one eye's eyeliner on. <laughs> I, know, I, I got one eye. I, I haven't done the other one because it was so... I was like, I'm holding my mirror, but for some reason I'm incapable of like holding a mirror steady while I do anything. So it just sort of moved a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the, well, your one eye looks great. I'm going to attempt the other one. What we do, unless you have something to say, we can do wigs. Um, I don't. You got something to say? My last, my, my last line before wigs in my notes is just the absolute. <laughs> I've just written the absolute unmitigated nonsense of this episode. End of sentence. <laughs> I, I'm in the <sighs> strange position here where I recognize that this is a good episode in a lot of ways, but I just, I, I do not care for it. I do not care for it. Right? Ooh. Should we do wigs? Let's do wigs. <laughs> Wigs. Wigs. Um, the doctor has... She's... <laughs> the doctor has plugs. <laughs> I've done half a line. Okay, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, Kessa. I mean, I feel like this whole section could just be devoted to Kessa's hair. Yeah, she starts off with Hillary Clinton 2008 hair and ends with 1970s Brady Bunch hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, accurate. Yeah, so the I guess that like somehow it somehow the events of this episode lead to I don't even know how to articulate this. I guess now we are meant to believe that we 
are in a different timeline than we were previously because Cass has long hair now, whereas in the previous episode she had very short hair. So although everything is kind of like some things are fixed now, like repaired, it's still a different timeline because Cass has long hair. Am I getting this right? But of course, in the real world, we have been told by the authorities that uh that jennifer leon was uh, allergic to the adhesive that they used for the ears and so they get, they had to give her long hair to cover that she couldn't wear the ears anymore but that, uh, i'm that... also allergic to latex <laughs> oh my god <laughs> why are you talking why do you have why are you holding your hairbrush like it's a microphone while you're talking? Honey, honey, how he thrills me. Ha ha, honey, honey. Ooh, ba, 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 ooh. Honey, honey, nearly kills me. Ha honey, honey. Um, it's sad that I don't sing into my microphone at night. I do practice my stand-up, though. <laughs> um, it's very long and rambly. <laughs> Just what audiences love. But I have thought of a good joke when I eventually do get back on Lestage. What's the joke? You can I share go it up or... to the microphone and then I go like this. I go. I, it's a visual joke. I go. I go. I'm so sorry. I'm so used to practicing into my hairbrush and there's a lot of uh, flyaways. <laughs> that is a funny joke. That's a very Thank funny joke. Thank you. I, it's not. It's it's perhaps not the joke for a podcast. But... It's a joke for a podcast. Hey, anything's a joke <laughs> for a podcast. Needs to be audio described. But, if there's um... another person, anything's a joke for a podcast. <sighs> yeah. Um, what other wigs do you have? I like Kess's outfit at her ninth birthday party. She's wearing a real chunky, like short sleeved cropped jumper. <laughs> Big. I I kind of hate. I kind of hate knitwear that doesn't cover much of your body, but equally I kind of love it. That doesn't cover much of your body. I don't like short-sleeved or cropped jumpers because I'm just like... And I don't like messy queens. (laughs) I don't like butch queens. Wow. What? (laughs) Um, Here we are. I just... I am the saboteur of this episode. (laughs) I am... I'm... It's it's not you. Here we are. I should be quiet and let you speak about knitwear. That's all I really anyway. have to say. I like I like the strange jumper she's wearing at her birthday party. It's got a real wide neck. It's very structured. It's very, oh. very, very me. It's very you. I liked her jumpsuit at the end, the red jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. That was cute. It was weird that they were all, like, in their uniforms on the bridge. That always, on the holodeck. Oh. At the end. Yeah, that's a good point. That always weirds me out. Because oh, yeah. I feel like I would be like, let me change into one of the three things that I brought on this two-week mission. I'm Something's sorry. happening. Yeah. Something's happening. Oh, never mind. I figured out what it was. I figured out what it was. What was it? Um, It was Rob opening the blind in the next room. The blind is, the blind is broken, so he has to manually roll it up. Wow. Uh, anybody else buy those IKEA blackout blinds that have childproof um, uh, opening thingies? Because boy, they're which ones a- are they? Absolute, absolute crap. Um, I don't remember. They, they're like the they're like blackout roll up blinds, but the way that they're designed means that a huge amount of light comes around the edges of them. So we have them, but we also have blackout curtains. So it's already like 
and irritating. Are they the ones that you pull down and then you pull and then they go up? No. Okay. Because no. I have one of those. They have a, a pole on the side that contains the, the wire or cord that, that moves them so that they're child safe so that you can't like get caught up in the cord. Um, but I like, yeah, the I find it really, really difficult to use because the location of our windows means that it's difficult for me to stand close enough to them to I, I just have very little upper body strength <laughs> like and the amount of effort that it takes me to push these blinds up is like really ridiculous <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh. the door behind me just like I don't I'm, I'm gonna see if the cat is trying to get in but I think it's just because Rob opened a window somewhere hello hi Hello. People are really going to enjoy this episode. I just don't know why anyone listens to this podcast. Anyway, what was the nebula? Stop being down on yourself. Look, I have a little quiz now. Oh, beautiful. Should I take out my little... Just leave them in. A little treat for the dentist. Leave it in. Leave it in. Honey, leave it in. <laughs> you. It, I can't really see what it is. Is it like um, rag curls? Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It looks cute. Thank you. Stay out of the nebula. What was the nebula in this episode? Time travel? Yeah. What is time? What is time? Um, how would you rate this episode? Uh, <laughs> I'm really tempted to give this episode a 1.47 temporal variance, but uh, I won't. I'm going to give this episode... I'm going to give this episode 4 out of 5 chronotons. I wow. did. I, I hated this episode in terms of the experience of watching it, but I actually think it's a good episode of Voyager. It's well done. It's well written. It's well acted. It. I just. I kind. I just object to like a lot of what's happening in the in the writers' room at this point in the show because it's so. Hey, wild. Liz Clink was the story editor for Excuse this. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> I love her. I, She's a feminist icon. I love her too, but um, yeah, I this this episode is a lot, <laughs> and what it sets up about what is happening in the like storyline of the show is just so hard to keep in my head. It's just so mm. wild. It's so all over the place. But yeah, so like we've already we've already had some weirdness with like when when Voyager split into two ships and then everyone but everyone but Harry Kim and. Um, uh, Naomi, Naomi Wildman. Wildman, thank you. Everyone but them died on one of the ships. <laughs> it's just like, and then everyone just carries on as though that doesn't, that didn't happen. And um, yeah, like this is now just setting up a period of time when everything gets very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and I don't love that. I don't love that. What would you rate this episode? Honestly, like a 7 out of 10. It was a little slow. And also, Harry Kim fucked a child. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. We need to talk about that. How old could Linus, like, be? It's completely, completely bizarre. And I it's know weird. that... Uh, I know it's supposed to be, like, exploring the concept of aliens with a very different life cycle to humans. But I just can't get my head around, like, the idea that we're supposed to accept that a human is, like... My best friend had a baby with our friend who's an alien. 
uh and now two years later her baby is an adult and i'm having a baby with her like no human being is gonna be like yes this is fine <laughs> enough time has passed for this, this to not be weird great. to me <laughs> i touched her hands and that's how babies are made that is how babies are made though uh, it is so i guess it, it's it not is. that gross yeah. but it's also like a little gross no i thought it was their feet wasn't it their feet no it's their hands she like, yeah she was like my hands she was doing jazz hands if your hands are shaking just <laughs> i really got a on a prom kick from oh the God. prom i think it's because james corden didn't win the golden globe and we need to rectify that at the oscars <laughs> at the oscars No. Sometimes I worry that this podcast may have actually gotten better since the pandoodle. Um, <laughs> the panini. The pandemic. Although I was listening to a podcast from pre-pandemic. Not ours, a different one. <laughs> okay. And my God, did those people talk fast. Yeah. It was just energy. <laughs> we talk so slow on this Joy. One. When I edit and I'm listening at a higher speed and then I go back to a lower speed, I cannot believe how slowly we talk. Sometimes I think I'm on 1.0 and then I realize I'm on 1.2 and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) we're talking, not 1.2, but like sometimes I'll be on like 1.01 or something and I'll be like, this sounds right. And then I'll realize and go back down to 1.0 and it sounds like we're talking like this. Oh no, no. My right eye has been watering this whole time. Oh, no. I know. I know. Anyway, um, unstructured chit-chat time. This, I hope it's a short episode. That's what I it's hope. It's going to be. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to do a segment from the Voyager Bible? No. <laughs> no. Maybe um, we start doing that for season four. Ooh, oh, yeah. We got to do this fucking photo shoot. I know. In our in our own time, I, we've got a I, few weeks. We've got a few weeks. We should have done it in the we should have done it in the the winter when the sunset was earlier, because then we could have made sure that we got the same lights. Yes, lighting, because then you could have just done it at night. So you may end up having to do a photo shoot at like nine p.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, That's okay. <laughs> what what else are you doing at night, you know? Well, yeah, nothing. Truly nothing. What are you doing at night? What am I doing at night? I'm wandering around my house. Uh, Until it's 9 p.m. And then it's Row Girl. <laughs> Lately, I'm Who's watching that girl? Kimchi. Pull and back. <laughs> um, yeah, have we explained? Yeah, we have. We've explained that yeah. we're doing a photo shoot. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the people no, know. We don't have to drag this out any more than we need to. <laughs> Let's call it a day and say to all the Meredith out there, a happy Christmas. <laughs> happy holidays. May may the Lord be with you. May he bless you. Um, nymphs and shepherds, come away. Come away. <laughs> nymphs and shepherds, come away. Come, 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 come away. I'm just looking at that music. I'm very sorry, um, everyone. I have been, uh, you know, the world is my emergency contact. That was much funnier when I said it to myself alone. <laughs> it was really funny, but there was no context for it in the episode. Yeah, we don't give context for the girls. They don't deserve it. <laughs> they you want, do. You want context? Be our actual friend. You know, after you this want context, episode, join the group chat. After this episode, they deserve 
some context, I think. But they don't I'm, deserve anything. They don't deserve anyway. I asked Kat if she wanted to be my emergency contact on for my dentist because she is the closest to my dentist. And she was like, I don't have a car. And I was like, I'm going to put my mother. And I put my <laughs> That's mother. That's not what happened before. By the time I... Sorry, I'm making so much chair noise. By the time I even got to your message, you'd already said, maybe I'll ask my mom. <laughs> I was like, you should ask whoever you want. I'm happy to do it. But then, yeah, I was like, I, I don't have a car. So I'm not... I mean, I don't know what kind of emergency I think is going to happen when you're at the dentist. <laughs> Who knows? I also uh, feel like they wouldn't be like... Hey, come uh, and pick her up. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, "Hey, we've gone to the hospital." They wouldn't be like, "You need to take her to a hospital." No, that's simply They'd probably not going be like, happen. "We've called someone." Yeah, they like, would just be like, "Hi, we we ju- we're just letting you know." But I think it was because you were like, "Oh, because you're close to the dentist," and I was like, "I am close to the dentist, but I don't have transportation, so I can mm. walk to the dentist." But when once I'm there, what am I gonna? What am I doing? <laughs> you just guide me home. I'm blind in this scenario. Actually, like, there are situations giant... that that makes sense. That like, but then in those situations, your mom can just call me. Yeah, just I give, really just, just need like an number. emergency phone tree. <laughs> yeah, I just need people to be like, "Oh no, Sam's in trouble," <laughs> and then they know who next to call. Like, yeah. like I am a small school. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'd be honored to be your emergency contact if ever, if ever it's appropriate. Aw, thanks, friend. So that was the context for your joke, which was funny. Anyway, the world is my emergency contact. <laughs> it's me. It's It's been me, Sam Hickman. And I've been Kat Tierfield, and I'm really and this, sorry. <laughs> unfortunately, it was women talking, talking about, about Star, Star Trek, Trek Voyager. Voyager. We'll see you in two weeks. Maybe we will. Should we threaten that this is the last of our episode? <laughs> Ooh, no. If, no. If this television show doesn't improve by next week, we're done. <laughs> no, how dare you? I love Voyager. I an love every episode of Voyager. An ultimatum. Okay. An old tomato from the <laughs> women talking a big game. <laughs> oh, we're so Meredith. We love you and we're sorry. Please. I don't love you. I never loved you. Get out of here. Leave. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace?